1: You are listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. And then Vinny goes, my thong itches. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, What? Are we on the internet?
2: You, we had a whole bit set up for this and then you started it off with that. What am I supposed to do with that, Brian? Nothing. What am I supposed to do with that?
1: It's, too, it, it's so good, this you time we don't threw, need you to add any threw, spice to right it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, the Mighty nine reunite with the Ruby, gain a magical ally, and meet Knots' son?
3: Knot.
4: We'll break son? it all down,
1: Marisha Ray. Matthew Mercer. God damn, look at that beard. Woo! It's getting there. There's going to be some gifts tonight. I can't wait. Oh boy. Just don't present any female nipples so I can go look at it on Tumblr tonight. All that and more on Tox Machina. (laughs) I wish I had some right now. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, a couple of announcements. A huge, overwhelming thank you to everyone that came to our very first art show and our second LA live show this past weekend.
3: It was like one and a half. The first LA Live show was like
1: yeah, very small in very a movie small, theater.
3: Very testy. Very
5: testy. Ooh, that's it was on great bro. Thing. It was our first like opportunity to <laughs> so fun. See if anyone gave a shit about coming to something yeah, like that. so. Did. I was there. Nobody
1: knew who I was. I don't think oh. we. Knew. I moved through the because uh, we hadn't announced yet. You yeah. know that I would eventually go on to begin fucking up this show. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, but yeah, this one was a blast. There was amazing audience, as always. There's a wave of love. Um, the highlight for me was definitely getting to meet all of the amazing artists oh, and man. so many people who have not only won on this show, but gone on to do way better things than that achievement's worth. Uh, but uh, man, uh, Joma was there. Yeah. Everybody was there.
3: Elaine, we f- people Ash, flew, People Amira. flew in from 20
5: different countries. It's, and, yeah, um, so
3: many, I can't even like
5: Yeah, it was a really cool gathering of 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 members of the community, and I hope uh, the first of many of that type of event that we have the opportunity to do in the future. I agree for the community from all facets of it. So,
1: yeah, completely agree. Um, As a reminder, we did record the search for Grog this weekend, and it will air in February, and I can't wait. It's good. It's good. It was, yes. it, was crazy. it was fun. It was very crazy. <laughs> there was a, there was a lot of cheering happening. There was a lot of gasping. There was, I guess that happens at every live show. Um, this one
3: was warm for the books, though. Warm for the oh,
1: books. Man. Just a couple matter of weeks, and everyone will get yes. to enjoy couple it. Yes, couple weeks, couple indeed. weeks. Over and over and over again. Not <laughs> it's too long like enough. it's like the nightmare before Christmas. I've watched it three times now. <laughs> uh, we're excited to announce our very first guest. For the second season of Between the Sheets.
3: Drop it, drop it, drop it. <laughs> oh oh yeah. shit! Get that, get that. At the bottom. It's your
1: boy. Get well, that. the problem is Chris taped it because he said my chest was too big. Yes, Logic is going to be our first guest. Uh, it's going to air this coming Monday, the 28th at 7 p.m. Twitch.tv. Slash, my boy gets the full <laughs> critical role. Uh, it's Is 7 p.m. Pacific. Isn't it his birthday His birthday today. today. Yeah.
3: Bobby, happy oh birthday! Oh happy birthday! 29
1: years old, Sir Robert Bryson Hall II, born this day, forever blessed. Yeah.
3: If you want to get Bobby something for his birthday, Watch Between the Watch Sheets. Watch Between the Sheets on Monday. our channel, Monday.
1: January 28th, 7 p.m.
2: Switch. yeah slash <laughs> uh, Critical Role.
1: It's a fantastic conversation. Um, he was super, he's in a really interesting place right now. And the, the interview is about like where he is right now. And it's awesome. He just is like dropping crazy bombs every couple of seconds. So can't wait for you guys to right. see it. I've only seen it. a little bit and a little bit. Yeah.
3: Fucking smart.
1: Very smart, turns out. Yes, yeah. yes. Not that
3: you would be able to tell that from his music.
1: Yeah, you yeah. totally can. Yeah, very smart, smart guy.
3: What? I'm just, I'm being sarcastic. She's being
1: facetious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I picked he's up on that. He's incredibly,
3: deeply intelligent, and it's yeah. obvious. But it's yes, he's very, yeah, he's awesome. Smart.
1: It's great. Um, and then the YouTube will be up on Wednesday, January 30th, as we do with our. Between the Sheets episode, so I'm really excited for you guys. Season two's kicking off. That means we're going to have one every Monday night.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. Ooh. It's back. back. All Get right. bar shit ready.
1: It is, mm-hmm. it's ready. Without further ado, let us discuss episode 48, Critical Role Campaign 2, Homeward Bound. why you guys now I'm thinking about the movie and I got to go home and watch it now. <laughs> Homeward Bound. You guys get to choose my sitting position for tonight. Contemplative or inquisitive?
5: Is there a C option? D. Okay. There's my.
4: <laughs> <point>.
1: <laughs> we have a couple of crit roll stats. Yay! Yeah! yeah. Uh, almost every live show that we've done. I get to sit next to Andrew, Andrew. from Crit Roll Stats. Mm-hmm. I demand it. I say, you get him a ticket with Travis's money <laughs> and you put him right next to me because he does, he stats during the show. And I'm, it's so fascinating to see how engaged he can be while still like tracking. You know, he had like 15 different columns on this piece of paper. He's amazing. And he was just like
5: so marking. Oh, it was insane. And and because paper, this is the man. first
2: pen and paper. Yeah. yeah.
5: Pen and paper. And because this is the <clears> first show <throat> he hasn't had to like, live tweet. He, hasn't had to he got to be be actually kind of enjoy it. Yeah. A little yeah. more than the usual ones, I imagine. So, thank you, Andrew. It hey, was a blast hey, the rest of you guys. He said he had a lot of fun
1: except for the drunk guy sitting next to him.
4: <laughs>
1: there were no Nat 20s in this episode. Mm. And the last time this happened was episode 33 of campaign 2 when the Mighty Nine entered Nicodronus for the first time.
5: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So Nicodranus is just a no 20 zone. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Signs it's up. The, it's the yeah.
3: parody to TMZ but in Wildmount the No 20 zone. The No 20 oh, zone. Oh yeah, the Ooh. NTZ. The,
4: yeah. NTZ. <laughs>
3: They could draw on his twenties. Never, Never mind. Moving
1: on. It would be really much. fun if they had their own version of TMZ though. That was just like Jester was caught this weekend. <laughs> you know, like doing oh, something. Man. That.
5: Oh. I could definitely see that in the menagerie coast. Uh-huh. Oh god, now I'm yep. thinking about that. Anyway, continue.
1: Uh, however though, Bo got her 40th natural one while attempting to persuade Yussa to meet with them. Is it, it's Yusa, right? I got that right? Yusa. Oh
3: thank
2: God Damn. I said it right in recap.
1: No, you didn't.
3: <laughs> but I'm also leading in 20s, too, right? Or at least keeping pace?
5: I think you're leading in 20s, from what so I remember, just... yes. Yeah. Well, monks roll a lot of dice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, like, yeah, you better be leading in 20s and ones. <laughs> it's true. I'm as dope as I am a failure. Well, that's
3: triumphant. Sure it's actually. been a very long weekend. Let's just move <laughs> on. <laughs>
1: Just for the folks at home that might've been in the other room, she said, I'm as dope as I am a failure. Matt. Yes? I'm proud of you. Let's get started with the show. <laughs> with an answer to this question from Aaron oh Porter God. is, can you please tell us about the chair? <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's just a chair. It's, uh, it's a, ver- it's a, it's a chair. It's, 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 a, it's in a single piece, unlike the other furniture in the chamber it's around.: Yeah, uh, it was representative, and it was a clue that somebody had entered and placed it after it was ransacked. Let me um, ask you a
1: question that somebody yes. might not have thought of yet. How many legs on this chair?
3: <laughs> it's got to be something about this chair.
1: Four. Like a chair. OK. I can picture it. Not
2: Go like on a table.
1: No, we'll t- Did it have arms? Yeah, what was the arm situation?
3: Was it like full one back, of, half back? Yeah. Did it have like leather, like one of those fabric embroidered cushions or oh, was where it where you,
1: you tie the cushion to the little slits in the chair? Like yes, yep, uh-huh. like in
3: between. Yeah, yeah like yeah, a yeah, deck yeah. chair.
1: No, it was it was a chair. Did anybody ask if there was a rug under the chair? It was it just? It was just the chair. Fuck!
3: Was there a rug under the chair? Because maybe it wasn't a magic
1: chair. It was a magic rug under the chair.
3: And the chair was there. But perhaps the chair, the chair was acting chair. like
1: it Thor's the, hammer, yes. holding down the rug. Oh my god! From getting
5: up. Leo, hello, you're I'm, tr- I'm trying so hard <laughs> to keep. The big, the big bad chair of the campaign <laughs> from being spoiled this episode of Talks, but you guys keep pushing the buttons. Let me let me weave my narrative, okay? It's a natural flow. And here, all this time, I thought you'd use a, a door. My CR30 chair I've been working on for yep. half a year. It's making the mini. Yeah. Oh, and before I forget real fast, too, hey, you, person who's having a rough day, I feel you, but happy birthday, and we're sending you good thoughts. You know who you are. Anyway, continue. Aww. Man, Matt Mercer being so sweet for
1: exchange. Aww. I don't know what to do. Uh, Marisha, CD88 has a question for you. Yeah. How did Beau feel about being the one selected to join Caduceus at the meeting with Yusa? How does she think she did overall?
3: Um, I think it was a rare case of digging a hole and digging a hole. In digging a hole, but she hit an escalator, and it was a perfect fucking <laughs> yeah. time to get out of that hole very quickly. That's the best
5: moment for every classic prospect. Uh, there, was when they finally dig deep enough, to, deep enough to hit escalator? Yeah, the great, the great stair rush of
3: 1827. Yeah. Um, she uh, she was stoked but nervous, just like I was. Yeah. It was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. How do you think she
1: did overall? Me? Her? Her. Yeah, how do do you think she did? I
3: think she did okay. She was very patient while they talked about fucking tea Mm. for an extended amount of time. There was a lot of tea. And I was holding it in. She's she can't wait just once and then like go right back to her old, old antics, cause then all that, like she would have learned nothing. So she's still trying to get better at waiting. Mm. So I think awesome. she actually did okay with that.
5: I think she did great. Uh-huh. I mean both both of them and in a weird way it was it was like a good combination of people to go into that uh com- that conversation.
3: It was a little good cop, bad cop kinda it was cool. Kinda, yeah.
5: Yeah. It was I am want to be frank here. Um, I've, I was prepping a lot of stuff in the front of where they were going for that episode. A lot of like, okay, so they're probably going to stop the Nicodranas, they're probably going to head to the Empire, they might stop at any of these cities on their way. They said they were going to possibly go towards Felderwin, so I'll prep scenario there, I'll prep a little bit in Zadash, I'll prep a little bit along the way. Um, I completely forgot about Ford's obsession with that fucking tower. Oh, really? And didn't really have anything ready for uh Yusa. So that entire sequence that was <laughs> so I was like, oh god, they're actually okay. Uh Are you serious? So Dang. so when you think you were scared shitless, uh you weren't the only one. <laughs> Dang!
2: All you have well, to do is just not let them into the fucking tower.
5: <laughs> but they're doing a good job and they seemed excited about it, and I had enough of a Enough of a, a you know character and, and story fleshed out that it was like, well, let's see how he would react to this. And so, okay. but doesn't fun.
1: part of you like the fact that when you get put in those situations, you have to trust
5: your instincts? Oh yeah, those are my favorite parts of D and D. Yeah, like I don't prep every single facet. I, I loosely prep a few things, and then the rest of the rest around it is just kind of improv based on what they do and where they go. My favorite moments are when you guys take me in. Directions of which I, I really have nothing planned in which mm. case it's purely organic. yeah that's yeah. that that whole sequence was an example of that that uh, I actually really enjoyed. That was a lot of fun. That was amazing.
3: I think we I think we did pretty good considering the first plan was to plant a magical tree that grows 40 feet <laughs> uh. in the middle of the street. So yeah. the fact that we like got an appointment, we talked our way in, we didn't uh, get unceremoniously thrown out. That's I think that we did okay. I think so too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man, two things, Matt. Mm-hmm. Don't shave that beard. Don't take off that jacket. Okay. I mean, you can take off the jacket, but don't take off the jacket. Well, it looks great. You look great. Both of you look great. You're sweet. You've got a cool thing going on over there. You, you did, look very comfortable. You don't
3: feel the. You don't have to compliment me. Thank God, because
1: I had nothing. I'm so
3: tired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Matt. <laughs> oh, no, you're great. Matt Caddy Wampus wants to know. Caddy Wampus. Is it a relief to have the happy fun ball mostly out of the Mighty Nine's reach again?
2: Uh,
5: it's, I wouldn't say it's a relief, necessarily, because I, once they had acquired it, I'd begin to planning all these different things within there if they wanted to pursue that thread, and they still can. If anything, now they just have a a very, very comparatively a powerful, you know, arcanist who can warn them, <laughs> yeah. and can, can you know, be kind of a, a, a chaperone to whenever they go in and out of it. But uh, or yeah, join well. us or, or uh, field uh, trip. We'll see, depending how if if it behooves him. Um, <laughs> but it, but but it's one of those things where. As soon as they began to present these objects it was like oh oh you children should not have this. <laughs>
1: Interesting. Yeah. But
5: depending on how they if they continue to build that relationship at all, you know, then I'm sure there are possibilities of them still still dealing with its chaos. Hmm.
4: <laughs>
5: Just don't don't, <laughs> don't piss off Yusuf.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Marisha hmm. Clayman V wants to know how do you and Beau feel about not revelations this past episode and does Bo worry about Caleb right now more than normal?
3: Mm. Oh man.
1: Some heavy shit happened this episode.
3: Some heavy shit and I honestly think Bo is still in like a lot happened there at the end and then we called it. So realistically, Beau is still processing, which is why one of the last things that she was able to get out there at the end of the game was, "We need to talk. Like we have to go somewhere and just like talk." Um, Because and now it's getting to this point of where it's like there's not going to be room for a lot of secrecy Mm, in certain people. I think. Like I, if I had to guess, Jester and Ford are gonna want answers, and you know Caduceus on why Caleb's best friend just yelled "fuck him" very audibly in front of everybody. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think honestly, I think Bo right now is in just kind of like not. Ironically, I think Bo jumps to conclusions and judgments very quickly when she thinks she's confident enough. But at this point, I, I'm kind of not trying to jump to any conclusions and just trying to damage control in mm. a weird way. I think mm. that's where Bo is. Um, I've got, I, I honestly don't even know what to tell you. Like, what are Mauritius' ideas and what are. Bo's ideas right now, because Marisha has theories, and right now I think Bo is just processing. Wow. I don't know. That was a convoluted answer. No, but I understood.
1: I, I understood what you meant. Yeah, yeah. totally. <sighs> yeah. Caleb's thing just keeps getting sadder. Hey. You know, you know what? Liam has a brand but I love, but honestly though like it's like we we talked about this in his between the sheets actually like yeah. I am attracted to those kind of stories too I love stories that are you know a lot lighter too but it's interesting because you have it's the full human experience if you kind of yeah. go through and if every character was like him what a bummer you know right but it's the same for each of you
5: well it's, yeah well it's, it's very much a realistic character I've known many people mm-hmm. that are very similar to Caleb and to me, me it's it's not only finding a point of connection with their their sadness and despair at times and self-loathing but also their drive and you get and along that journey you just you hope for it and you look for it and you want to cheer for the moments that they begin to pull themselves out of it yes. or rely on their friends to do it
1: yes and it makes
5: it hurt that much more when they stumble or fall back mm-hmm. and and it, it, it's it's a fascinating story i when everyone made their characters in the beginning of this campaign and sent me all their backstories, and we had kind of laid out kind of the party in front of me, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be real interesting. Yeah, a really unique spectrum of, of, of characters and, and stories." And then as I began to weave them into the world and weave some of them together as we went along, it was, uh, I, I'm, part of me is like, "Oh, this, this is going to make for some drama." But but I hopefully it'll make for a good story, depending on what choices they make and where they take it. That'll mm-hmm. make it. Uh, as fascinating for people watching as it is for us to play through it, you know? Yeah. I agree. Am I a terrible person? No. That no. no,
3: it's
5: okay. just a lot. That's a lot.
1: It is a lot. It's great. Uh, Matt, Asahi Azumain wants to know, did you always plan to have Caleb and Nott's backstories intertwined because of their relationship, or did it just happen to
5: fit together easily for the story the way things were playing out? Uh, I didn't intend for it to be intertwined originally. Um, A lot of it, it just kind of has, as events happen in the world, uh, whether or not they're present for it or they've altered them or changed them, I try and rationalize what makes sense based on all their stories that might cross or be adjacent or one might lead to the next. Um, Because there is a certain level of balance, in my games at least, how I like to run it, of a balance of things that are happening in the world outside of the party's intentions and, and goals and drives. And elements that tie into their goals and drives. You know, he wants them to just be things that are aside from the chaos that surrounds them and then finding equal points that personally tie them to that world. Mm. And so uh, this this was an opportunity with the war um, where I was like, okay, well, Caleb definitely has a connection loosely with some of the Cerberus Assembly. Um, as, as, as much of a connection. We'll have to find out as we go. Um, and then not story, I just kept thinking, like, if they were, what are the weak points of an empire that's able to hold their own on the front line? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the food supply. And Felderwin mm. is one of the largest suppliers of food, and so that would be an attack point, but what would draw them out there even, you know, if, yeah, you know, not going into too many reasons. There's, there's a lot of reasons why that attack happened. No, I love it. And, uh, yeah. and oh. based. <laughs> very
3: Soviet Union. Kind of in
5: fields. But, but, but also uh, based in the idea of what, you know, one of the things that may have really sparked this war um, and the experimentation, the room that they had discovered essentially in the notes from uh, uh, Lady uh, Throgna. Um,
2: oh, is that who the notes were from?
5: Uh that that was basically yeah. that was her sound there. And um I'm trying to think what I was gonna say. Uh, I lost the my train of thought. The rune. Yes.
1: Yeah. So uh
5: the Is that what that that something in there sparked the war? Well no, the 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 idea that that the this experimentation and talking yeah. about like what what the Korean are, you know, capable of doing with this dunamis and dunamancy type thing. Yeah. Um you know that I'm trying to get caught. I'm getting caught up in my own mind right now because like I have all these different threads coming together. So I apologize to you. Bear with me here. As um, long as it's you, you spoil stuff. I'm totally fine with it. So don't Yeah, worry. I was gonna say. I'm
3: pretty sure everyone's watching right now, being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, you wait what, what?" Watching?
1: No, I'm did kidding. I? I'm no, so just I let out no, as no, no, much just lore. Just, trust me. Up, I will, No, no, no. You didn't. Ryan Foster, <laughs> damn it! What? I I just love hearing the lore. So you can keep going. I'm gonna put this fucking iPad away. So what about the room, the, though? Finish the thing about the room. Next question. Uh, Son of a bitch. Oh, it's GIF of the week, you guys.
3: Fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey. like a groundhog on Groundhog's Day. Tell us more, Matt. Is it, it going to come out or not? Our it's
5: winner. It's my last episode of talks for the next three months, guys.
2: Oh no! <laughs> Between you and Sam. <laughs> I got four <laughs> cast members.
5: <laughs> Our
1: winner for Campaign 2 episode 48 was sent in by Brohanus Brahms. That's the coolest name ever. Brohanus Brahms. Guess what their at name is. It's at Brohannis Brahms. Let's take a look.
5: 14 emotional damage. (laughs) Oh no, oh no! Oh,
1: that's good. That's amazing. That's amazing. Congrats to you, Brohanas Brahms. You have won these minis from our Vault mini-series with Steamforged. We've got Yay. Kiri, we've got Vanessa Sindriel. Did I say that right? Uh, yes. Thank you. And we've got <laughs> Vixilden. All right. Ooh, these are awesome. Man, they turned out so great. You happy with them?
5: Yeah, I'm very happy with them. Steve? Had to approve them all.
1: How'd you, do you like these?
5: <laughs> okay, we'll come by after the show and we can take a look. <laughs>
1: All right. Remember, you can submit? There it is. To our weekly contest by emailing your submissions to, uh, what is it, Danny? What is it? What's the email address? Matt. (laughs) (laughs) The Murph01 wants to know, was Knott's Big reveal your idea, Sam's, or was it both of yours?
5: Uh, the big reveals in, in the episode? Yeah. Uh, no, Sam had no idea that was really coming because he hadn't, you know, not hadn't been there in a long time, and it's hard to tell when he's surprised by something or not. Oh, he was scared shitless when he saw yeah. everything kind of going down the way it was. But that's that was kind of how I'd engineered it based on how long they'd been away and you know what had transpired in their absence. Um, a while back, I was planning for uh, one of the possibilities, and they were talking back in the day. About where they were gonna go next after they had finished kind of their business in Sadash, after returning from Shady Creek Run. And uh, Sam had said something about, like, maybe we'll go by my town on the way through. And I was like, oh, well, this would probably be, you know, this kind of one thread I was thinking of might be intersecting with this. And this was gonna be an event that they could have possibly encountered while they were in the area. But then they ended up going to Nicodronus instead. And I was like, well, it's not gonna stop the event from happening and now, just make for an interesting aftermath-type scenario. Oh, shit. When you see the player
1: getting scared shitless because that moment of backstory is coming in, is part of you like (laughs) Oh, it's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) It is the best. Uh, Marisha, Mayleen Lund Staugard wants to know, I'm going to get a tweet about that. (laughs) Now that we've seen the consequences of the prolonged boat trip for Knott's. Uh, Plotline: Are you slash Bo at all worried about Bo's parents and her little baby brother?
3: Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of worry. Um, Komorda is still far enough away from the borderlines, but on the other hand, Zadash and El Felderwin have been attacked, and I don't know feels like no city is off limits at this point. It feels like they're infiltrating deep and it kind of depends on what they're after. And it, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to deduce if it, it's a matter of distance or if it's a matter of priority. Yeah, yeah. And right now, it, I'm not 100% convinced that distance stops them. Hmm. Um, so I think it's that. I think it's that... You know, you could look at it and be like, "Hey, you know, it's far enough away." But I mean, in fucking real life history, we've proven that that doesn't matter. Always fucking matter. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm, am a little. Con- Beau would never like fully. She's concerned, and she's kind of let on that she's concerned, and a little panicked by it. But she's gonna try and keep up that exterior as long as she can.
1: She's got a lot to deal with while she's doing that. Yeah. Danny, your favorite part of this episode?
2: My favorite part of this episode?
1: That was the question.
2: I really liked. You know, I like when people people interview, and I assume everyone's ignoring you and just focusing on what I'm saying until you repeat the question back. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was doing. Oh, okay. Um, I would probably have to say a knots moment with Edith and that reveal was really intense. And also I really liked Caleb and Bo's fight. Yeah,
1: I did too. Uh, that whole part I was too. really good.
2: Yeah. Disagreement.
3: Incapable
2: mm. of listening to each other.
1: Mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, Matt, yes. Cerex145 asks, how was it showing Liam and Sam that their backstories were more intertwined than they thought?
5: Uh, I knew it was going to probably lead to some unique tension. I uh, didn't know to what extent, and I guess we're still going to see to what extent. Um, once again, only, like, only a little bit of the information is available. All, all threads go far deeper, um, depending on where they want to pursue. So I'm curious to see, very curious to see what you guys do next. <laughs> yeah, Heck what? yeah.
2: They just, oh, go, they just all that's sit that's in a crazy. circle and they all just take a moment and just talk about their problems and their issues, and yeah, everyone gradually. comes out feeling much, so more, much, much more open and vulnerable with each other, and it all ends up perfectly. That's what's happening. Tell me that's what's happening.
1: That's what's happening. Thank you. That's what's
2: happening, I think that's what's happening. Matthew Mercer! I think Danny's in need of wholesome.
5: <laughs> in need of wholesome, yeah.
3: Well yeah. oh, ain't that the fun truth. For wholesome.
2: Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah, I can respect that. Thank you. There's a lot of wholesome amongst the chaos. Well,
2: I have dreams. (laughs) Okay,
5: I don't. Most of the episode was wholesome.
1: Yeah, it was, most of the episode was wholesome. <laughs> was a little so shopping. Awesome. But it it a little bit that got a little crazy. shopping. Getting 400 gold worth of paper or whatever. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> nothing. Sam threw mud in a kid's face. Yes.
5: <laughs> Travis yes. bought a fish. Fucking hilarious. Travis, Travis bought a fish. fish, you know? They had yep. dinner with Jester's mom. That was they got so their sweet. puppy back. Yeah. Yes, Nugget. got to see Bryce, and they were doing awesome. I'm so glad they
2: got Nugget back. That's I all I care yeah. about. I take it back, that was my favorite part of the episode. What Fuck everything else that happened.
5: It was a very wholesome episode up until
1: the very end. <laughs> I, yeah, but I mean, a whole wholesome episode, who wants that, you know? Yeah, that's why it's good to mix it up at the end. I don't want to jinx it, oh, boy. but Sam said he's coming on the show next week. What? It's
2: true. Yeah, okay, we got a lot of we got a lot of messages about the fact that Sam wasn't on this week. Guys, what could he have talked what about? What could he have said? What could he have said?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what We're could could saving he him have for said? next week. Like, Sam, <laughs> Um, what does your feet feel like while you were doing that uh, part of the episode? Like that he could have answered that.
3: Mine a lot. Yeah. Then, yeah.
1: Marisha. Yes. Remind us how good it is that Sam isn't here with an answer to this question mm-hmm. from Jay LaVore. Is Bone anyway worried that Caleb will leave the Mighty Nine now that his backstory has been involuntarily partially revealed? Would she do anything to make him stay if he did want to leave?
3: I think if she le- if I think if he left, she would be very disappointed, and irritated, <laughs> deeply irritated. Which you think he's a like, quitter?
1: Um, like he's 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 so focusing on himself that he can't. Yeah, I think
3: she would. Yeah, it would be because she would feel like he was selfish. He's weak. Yeah. And I, I think that um, Bo is trying to remind him that they're all fuck ups and I think he's being almost a little self-righteous about his level of how fucked up he is. Like, it's a pissing contest on the level of fuckery we all are, Yeah. if that makes sense.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but he did do terrible, horrible things and kill his parents, and I don't know, who knows if Jester will understand, which I know she's one of the big ones that he's afraid about not grasping. Yeah. Um. Hmm. But you know, you only have your perspective to work from. So I think Bo feels like, oh, these people accepted me and I'm an asshole, so like why not?
5: Yeah. But hmm. who knows? What do you think? In regards to
1: this question from Rather Curious Lass.
4: <laughs>
1: you said the party would have seen everything go down if they'd left Nicodronus earlier. How did you decide what situ- situations are on a timer that the party will see if they're there at the right moment and which situations the party will encounter no matter what? Oh. Also, I think my motorcycle just turned on. So oh, I'll either that or that's the SWAT team helicopter and yeah. I've got to go. Gotta run. go. Um,
5: Yes. Uh, For me, you know, in D&D, time is somewhat malleable and the Dungeon Master ultimately controls that, you know, that passage of time. Um, I consider events that have some level of flexibility. If the party is nearby or looking to go in a similar direction, I might tailor events to transpire near, around, or with them, because it's much more interesting for the story if they're nearby for it to involve the protagonists of your story. Mm -hmm. If they're far enough away where there's little chance of them crossing that path, uh, I would not hold off on the event. I would allow it to transpire and then uh, decide whether it be through random rolls, or if it just makes sense one way or the other it would go, and how that would affect And kind of ripple out and have a bit of a butterfly effect for other things in the uh, society around them. Yeah. Um, Plus, I like the idea of presenting the idea to the players that the world continues without you, and you know, your actions can make a difference, and in some cases, your inactions can make a difference. Um, Sometimes there are scenarios you can't control, nor could you have made a difference. Sometimes they are. But um, I kind of take it on a, a Moment by moment basis. That yeah. that's kind of my my thinking. If if they're pretty nearby, maybe I'll, I'll you know wait for or find a way to, to tailor it to the current narrative. If they're quite a ways away, I'll probably let it happen, and then maybe they'll hear about things that happened, and you know it helps it helps build a, the idea of a living, breathing world for the players. Yeah, big time.
3: Oh man, I'm excited to get back to Zadash with that town crier that would just yell about things that were happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the news. Yeah. yeah, we've been without the news for a
2: month.
1: That's true. Longer man. than a month, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: only more like two months. Two months. Dang. I don't know how time works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> thankfully, it's not important. Marisha mm. Lesbrenian wants to know: Bo seemed disheartened that Caleb didn't believe that she told the truth. Was she hoping that Caleb specifically would be supportive of her growth, and is that the root of her disappointment in that moment, or something else?
3: Oh man. Oh, this is like a layered question, and we talked about this a little bit. Tell um, us. Every uh, every D and D character has like a, its challenges. Um, you know, depending on how deep you want to like commit on an, an RP level. Um, in this instance. Um, and I, sometimes they present those challenges. I mean, then Once again, that's why I love role-playing and D&D characters is because you get to kind of try on like a skin and a personality and then see how the world reacts to you. Um, that's why I think it's such a great tool to build empathy in other people who are not like you. Um, being a compulsive liar is hard and sucks and is kind of lonely. Mm. Yeah. Um, And we've now been playing long enough that I'm starting to like fully experience the repercussions of like how my party and the world around me reacts to knowing that Bo is a liar Mm. and like not super trustworthy. And like the fucked up thing is, is like a lot of times when Bo is talking to the party, she's being honest. Um but she kinda did this to herself. Like this is her perception that she has built of kind of being a bullshitter. Boy who
5: cried wolf type
3: situation. It's exactly. totally a boy who yeah. cried wolf situation. Yeah. So I think she she's never had anyone close enough to be upset that she has disappointed them up until this point. I think it's that she's always kind of been she's like disappointed her parents, but now she's disappointing people who aren't of blood in a body yeah. as she's not that don't have to legally love you yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know I think it's it's yeah it's been fascinating yeah it's been fascinating, and I have a whole new perspective of. People who can be manipulative.
5: Hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Bo and Caleb have been a very fascinating. Just that they have a dynamic that is, in this past episode especially, when like Caleb was apologizing to Bo, saying how you know I just don't want to get you all killed. Right. And then Bo's reaction was, "Fuck you. We'll kill anybody who would That's want who would want to mess with you." Yeah. And then he would be like, "But no, I don't want to get you killed. They're two people. They're two characters. Yeah. That." don't listen to each other <laughs> yeah. and just talk at the other person. Yeah. And they're and, both saying kind of the same thing. And they're both saying thing. the same thing. Yeah. And but they're they're just they're just so different and they're so caught up with the strength of their own idea. Yeah. That it creates this cycle where where it's it's delightfully frustrating at times to be like, guys, just be friends. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying the same thing. But I but I've seen that conversation so many times and I know those people that in a similar way, like I'm, I'm excited to see how that dynamic eventually hopefully works oh. its way out, but they're at that point now where there's just yeah. Yeah. there's that, 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 that dissonance. Mm-hmm. They come at life two from different, two different outlooks and mm-hmm. um, two different emotional states, and they're both trying so hard to impress upon the other that this is how I feel. Yeah, but this is how I feel. Yeah, but this is how I feel. yeah, but, you didn't yeah, didn't but hear this me is how side. I feel And it's just yeah. like oh man. And they're, they're gonna beat the of themselves, other. yeah.
3: Yeah. So hard. And it, it was funny in that moment when, like, Liam as Caleb was telling me all that stuff, I was hearing it as Marisha and totally got what he was saying. Mm. He's trying to, like, kind of apologize, but say, This is how I care for you. I don't wanna get you killed. I don't wanna get you messed up in my, the stuff. This guy is, like, totally out of our league. I heard, I heard, I heard that. Bo kind of like heard certain things and then like stopped at others. Yeah. <laughs> and then in like in your head when you're like trying to filter, and I remember listening to him and I'm like nodding and I'm going, okay, okay. And I'm like, and he's like, you know, you will die. And Bo's like, uh, vote of discount, of, co- yeah. Uh, Confidence or lack of confidence and doubt and then him talking about maybe leaving and she was like oh cool abandonment. Like it was he just kinda said a certain amount of words Mm -hmm. that just got a different outcome from (laughs) Bo. It's I don't know, (laughs) it's hard to it's hard to describe, but
5: No, it makes sense. The yeah. unique so you have to separate yourself from the character, be like, I, I understand you, and I would say this, but my character would not. And yeah. so here we go, buckle up.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: One of these days fu-
3: we'll hear each other. It won't be the wrong <laughs> combinations of words at the wrong time.
5: Hmm. That is
1: one of the relationships I'm looking forward the most to seeing where that arc sort of goes, what yeah. happens there, because as the stakes get higher, you know, people either get closer or they isolate. Get further
3: apart. Yeah.
1: And those two seem prone to They're isolate. On the yeah. yeah. Well, let's honor some amazing artists. Hell yeah.
3: Show me it's
1: this week's Fan Art of the Week.
4: Woo! Fan, Woo! Of the week! Fan of the Week! <laughs> Our dad! Woo!
1: I wish you guys could see. Zach, is there any way the that the orb could get to Max's desk over here to see what's <laughs> right behind. Another way, Steve, Oh. other yep. way. Yep.
4: Yeah, so what right I have to behind. look
1: at. I um, don't think it's uh, going
3: no, oh, oh, no. right go yeah. to work. Oh, wait, no. Wait, go to Max. Look,
1: no, 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 go down to Max's desk. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's got all go, these yeah. pictures of sand that are staring at me <laughs> yes. right as I'm trying to, trying to look at Marisha
5: and they're all just like, well, that's He's amazing. Gone. We also unintentionally <laughs> announced the fan artist via the. Uh, That's fine. Lou so
3: there you go. <laughs> This week's,
5: <laughs> this week's winner. Don't
1: don't put the one of him up in the thing though. That's, that one sucks. This week's fan art winner for campaign two, episode forty eight, was sent in by Lissa Bissa. Oh, best name ever, Lissa Bissa at Lissage. Right. Lish. Lish. Let's take a look. It's a good one.
3: Aww. Oh, yeah.
1: Aww. Maybe it's Lisa Bisa? I feel like Lisa Bissa makes sense.
2: This art is beautiful.
1: Yes, this art is beautiful.
3: <laughs> God, I love the fire colors there.
0: I know, isn't that
1: cool? Oh, man. What? That little earring.
2: Mm-hmm. So good. Goodness
1: gracious.
2: How pretty.
1: How pretty. Thank you to everyone who Submitted, congrats to you, Lisa, 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 Bisa, Bisa. You have won this white oak tabletop tray from our friends at Wormwood Gaming. Don't forget to check out wormwoodgaming.com at Wormwood Gaming.
3: Yeah, white oak. Look at really that. Nice.
1: Uh, Don't forget, you can enter our weekly contest by emailing your GIF or fan art to submit. Submit. At toxmachina.com. Also, the rules for our contests are available at critroll.com. Critroll.
5: Moving on. Matt. Yes?
1: Adira wants to know, what made you decide to make Marion an agoraphobe? Was she always afraid of going outside or is it something she picked up after years of being the ruby? Or is it just a super cool choice to compliment Jester's
5: desire to see the world? Uh, two things. Uh, it was it was to show a bit of a mirror to uh, to Jester's outlook, mm. and to kind of make a little more sense as to the the upbringing that Jester got. Um, and because I've I've have had friends who are who, who have agoraphobia to certain levels and degrees, and. Um, just don't see a lot of representation of that. Um, it's uh, it can be a, you know, varying degrees of, of struggle, but still something that's kind of misunderstood, and a lot of people think, "Well, that's, that's just you know that's got to be rough." It's like oh, it's, it can it can be it has its own challenges, but you know, beautiful people can yeah. can come from all all sorts of backdra- backgrounds and uh, uh, their own unique life challenges. Um, so it was a combination of kind of wanting to bring a little bit of representation of, of that in there, and like I said, a, a, a cool um, kind of mirror take on Jester's experience mm. and, and life outlook.
1: Yeah, man, that's interesting. Marisha, Nathan, Kalodjaisim.
5: Yes, you're having to bet a thousand tonight, buddy.
1: I feel bad. Do you think Bo is changing due to the people she's with? Or is what we're seeing just Bo's true self as she's starting to be more comfortable around the rest of the Mighty Nine?
3: Hmm. Ah, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think everyone is influenced by the people they're around. I don't think anyone is immune to that. Anyone. There are plenty of people who say they're not. I don't, I don't think anyone, is, you know, even if it's in small little ways, you will be influenced by the people around you. Um, hmm. But also, I think she is seeing a comfort level and a level of of acceptance that has allowed her to open up a little bit more in ways that she hasn't been able to yet, for sure. Um, I think there's still more to come. A lot more to come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. Matt, uh, Ian, William Goulet asks, <laughs> "That's a cool name." Goulet. Goulet. Did you expect Caleb to react with such trepidation in meeting their new wizard ally? How did you envision the meeting going
5: versus how it actually went? Oh man, uh, I didn't expect it, but I didn't didn't have any expectations because the whole meeting was kind of off the cuff. <laughs> um, so for me, those moments—it's—it's uh, it's a fascinating experience to see how each player and/or character reacts to the scenario um, there's a certain with Caleb I'm, I'm always curious because he's he's both so afraid of being caught up in that life that he is es- that path that he escaped essentially mm. um, and anyone that he could be perceived he could perceive as adjacent to that I guess is for my interpretation he's scared to interact with yeah but at the same time he's seeking opportunities to Increase his uh, his own capabilities, uh, his abilities to uh, to manipulate the world around him, uh, to eventually, you know, meet whatever his goals are. Um, so I could go either way with him, and yeah, I'm i have I'm not sure where where Caleb's story is gonna go. I mean, yeah. you know, there are certain characters in the party I'm like. I've, I think I have a pretty good idea of where they're wanting to explore, or at least I have—I have an inkling here and there—and and, you know that that might inform some of the aspects of the story I want to develop down the road to try and uh, either confront them with those uh, ideas or give them the opportunity to explore those aspects. If, if I feel that's kind of naturally where it's going, I'm not sure about Caleb. Yeah, he's wow. such a a wild card. The way Liam's been playing him,
1: and uh, <laughs> that's, that's, sure. that's that's
5: exciting for me. Yeah. As a dungeon master, him and not, uh, and I'd say even even Jester to an extent too. Like, like I've I've a pretty solid idea I think of of what Beau's going for for now at least in the short term. Long term, I'm still excited to see what what mysteries and, and, and paths you take with her. We've learned a lot about Ford recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ford, Ford, I've I've a pretty. A pretty solid idea on right now, yeah. Um, but even then, Travis has some mystery in there that I'm I'm curious to play with as we continue onward. Um, he goes on to become a sword swallower at the carnival. I mean, that that would be the uh, the optimal outcome, I guess. Yeah, he's already proven to be talented in that field. They have a union, uh, <laughs> 401k, that's good. 401k, yeah, benefits. Um, but yeah, Caleb, Caleb more than anyone, I I am. Not sure where that boy's gonna end up. I know, I know. I'm
2: that boy. <laughs> that boy. Yeah.
5: I'm just. Where, where is that worried boy gonna know, where is end what that up tonight? Boy's do next, he yop. left
1: without a coat.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Marisha, Yay. fighter lesbian wants to know one of my other screen names. <laughs> Dope. Bo has made great strides in using her voice over her fists in the last arc, but most of the Mighty Nine has yet to see it. Does it frustrate Bo that her friends don't believe she is capable of negotiating for the group?
3: <laughs> fuck, you're right. I, fuck, I didn't realize that. A lot of them haven't. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh Shit, it all makes so much more sense now. Yeah. No one saw the Plain King shit, really. Mm-hmm. They saw the second half of it. Only conduces saw this and I think people trust Caduceus about as much as they
2: trust Beau right now.
1: Probably. I trust
2: Caduceus Clay with my life. You do. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Fighter lesbian, you have opened up my mind
3: tonight. (laughs) Yes. Galaxy Marisha. Fuck.
1: She's gonna be up. Wait, what was the
3: question? Well, the question was
1: obviously complimenting that voice over fists. Most of my right. and I's to see it. No, Does it frustrate it's Bo that her friends don't believe she is capable of negotiating for the group? I
3: don't. Know. I, I think. I think it's a little bit of.
1: Is it that they don't believe she's capable, or is it that they just haven't seen it yet?
3: Both. 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 And I think, I think. Bo is frustrated not because they don't believe her, but I think because. She's reaping the seeds that she's sowed. yeah. like, and I think she realizes that she's really given them no reason to believe anything that she says. She kind she like she kind of has, but she, okay, maybe she I don't, I don't know. See what I mean? It's hard being a compulsive liar.
1: That's true, a lot to keep track of.
3: It's
2: a lot to keep track of.
1: a lot of, a lot of sticky notes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, you're so good at note-taking.
1: Yeah, mm, lots of stickies. It's really hard. funny moment backstage Saturday night, at the live show. She opened her keyleth binder, and one of the sheets had five or six hundred thousand words on it. One, <laughs> one eight and a half by eleven piece of paper.
3: Those were my spells.
1: That, it was the spell. I couldn't even For tell what spells. it was. Yeah. It was like it was covered in ants. <laughs> and I'm like, man, those levels, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is no joke that this no Jay <laughs> That's this what it looks like.
2: descriptor, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well,
2: because I'm a writer, you guys. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Matt. Mm hmm. wants to know. Oh, Malchior. Vox Machina had a wizard ally of importance, but of more jovial countenance in the form of Allura. This time, you presented them with an ally more aloof, more secluded, and more akin to the tra- traditional wizard. Was this a deliberate choice?
5: Uh, it was less of a deliberate choice in like, I want them to meet a wizard that's more aloof. And more, I considered, if they were to encounter this wizard, what would his personality be based on where he lives and his scenario? And mm. he's, he's basically, he's he has managed to purchase and hold the one remaining Part of Nicodranus that the Concorde does not hold power over and so he's very much in a you know the world against me you know type, type mentality a lot of the time um, so and you know, many other factors in there and so that was very much kind of the personality that I had uh, created there and honestly wasn't considering them to have had a beneficial comment. They had gone in there the first time they went to Nicodranus and just went like, hey, we want to talk to you. What's your tower about? Yeah. K okay, bye. That would not have gone well. <laughs> yeah. um, honestly, it wasn't until they showed the, uh, the sphere that he began really taking them seriously. It was like, okay, these kids are on my door, mucking up my breakfast. <laughs> what do you want? You know, type of a thing. Yeah, and they, get off they, my lawn. And then they started saying a few things, like, well, we have a couple of these, these strange artifacts, and he began to notice that there was some credence to this conversation, like, well, if a kid walks up and goes, hey mister, I found this gun on the street, and be like, uh, give that to me. You yeah, know, a yeah,
3: where did you get, get this? Right. Right. That, that, that's essentially
5: yeah. where the conversation There's started. So many questions. And so that was enough to get his attention and then the more the conversation went on, the more he was like, all right, I'm intrigued by this. You have something that I've never seen. That's definitely interesting. I'm going to keep an eye on you. Mm. This could be mutually beneficial or at the very least, uh, I can maybe prevent you from killing yourselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that—that's where it's at. And uh, see, I, I wouldn't say it was a deliberate choice of like I want him to be a you know stuffy aloof wizard. It just kind of naturally made sense, based on the where they were, the character's background and setting. And uh, and in doing so, we have a a variant to the Alora experience. Yeah, so far. Yeah, oh so God, so I love Yusa
2: so much more now. <laughs> I love him yeah. so much more now, cause now I'm just picturing him as like that, like as like the the as like James Earl Jones from The Sandlot, or
5: something. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God, yeah. Yeah. oh my God, you kids! Oh my he's, just having, he's just having a breakfast tea <laughs> on his tower it that nobody so bothers him at now. because it moves. It's he's a, gonna creepy look, he's he's a creepy gonna be tower. Like Intentionally. The,
2: he's gonna be like the crotchety old neighbor down the street that they slowly kinda? wear down and then kind of becomes their adopted dad. Or piss off. I love him now, We'll see.
1: Or piss off, yeah. How easily pissed off does he get? We'll find out. (laughs)
2: What are you going to say? Angel Jones now, sorry. (laughs) I I was just (laughs) going (laughs) to say (laughs) (laughs) that the the kids
3: that explore the creepy house on the corner always make for a good story. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah,
5: (laughs) that's true. Totally,
1: totally. Did you guys ever have a creepy house? I had a very creepy house. Uh, Remember the burbs? Oh, yeah. Yes! I had like a the burb
5: situation. Nice. See, I want to be that guy when I get older. Hell yeah. I want to have the house that's like over, overrun with ivy yeah. and like wrought iron gate and Hell all the kids yeah. like try and sneak by. We got close to like their house when we like first moved that. in, yeah. 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 But, then, but then we kept getting sticky notes in our doors from neighbors going, like, please fucking deal with your yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah was like, it was right. like that for it a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Matt Coville was writing about how he had to like gain two levels fighting his way to the front door. Oh my God. Yeah, it was bad. Your guys' packages weren't getting stolen. They were just getting overgrown by the weeds. <laughs> yeah. And the-,
3: yeah, the land was reclaiming them. Yeah. The, mulch,
5: the mulch was pulling yeah. them. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go out there to try and clean it up next year and we'll find the remains of two Amazon package delivery men. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, oh, oh, we should call somebody. There's going to be a mildewy lava
1: lamp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a beard trimmer that never showed up. There you go. Thank God. Marisha, uh,. This person whose name's but come up on the screen wants to know.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was going through your mind when Caleb pulled Beau aside and begged to not be so visible? Was it hard to balance Beau's harsh fuck you attitude with wanting to support a struggling friend and survivor?
3: Uh. rag
1: Yeah, 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 something like that. Adiragditch. Um. That's not it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, um, yeah, I I, I was kind of alluding to this earlier. Uh, It's all still so much information that she's still processing it. And if anything, I think Bo isn't revealing Caleb's shit not because she's afraid of outing Caleb, but because she's trying to prove to herself that she's not going to out Caleb right. after he's so fucking convinced that she's going to say something. Yeah, And I think like Beau, and then also me, a little bit personally, just want to be like, fuck you, it wasn't me, <laughs> it was your best friend, not. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was still trying to be like, uh, this, I think it's because there are people in the room who haven't, and then, yeah, I don't know. There's so much drama and we left on a cliffhanger popcorn i'm tuning in next week yes i will be there i know
1: <laughs> did you feel like that was just the right time to end it or was it if we go any further it's going to go too late
5: it was more that yeah like cuz i
1: imagine you've got to go like ooh we could op- see, open up this next piece but I, yeah. You don't want to cut it short in the middle of it at that point. Right?
5: Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I try and keep track of time somewhat, and you know, if, if it, I could have naturally ended it as they were arriving at Felderwin, um, but it was only like around ten o'clock at that time, and I was like, ah, we could probably go for another half an hour or so, and it would be fun to throw some of these, you know, seeds of chaos before we <laughs> leave the week, you know, give yeah. people something to think about and ruminate on until we got to the next. The next game. Yeah. We
2: definitely didn't have enough to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
5: like I said it was such a wholesome, you know, travel <laughs> episode before then. I was like, I want to, I want to have at least a little something meaty in there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know how deep into it we we're going to get, and we ended up to get pretty, pretty deep before the end there. And then I was like, well, this is a good button to end on. <laughs> a moment All of buttons. tension, a little bit yeah. of chaos, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how things pan out this Thursday. Yeah. I'm
1: going to squeeze this one in really fast. I'm talking about a question. Oh. Uh, it's from Chris Galen, but it's really good. The Empire has shown they operate with some brutal and, and morally questionable methods. What made you decide to show a stark contrast to Taldore, where the ruling bodies were approachable and trustworthy?
5: Uh. Uh, I. Because people are v- varied and societies are varied, and. Um, I think we had seen enough of the, the story that revolved around, you know, good people in good cities trying to survive against the, the dark dangers of monsters in the unknown world around them. Um, there's an aspect of that always in, in D&D, you know, you're, you fight monsters. Mm-hmm. It, it's part of what the game is about. Um, I wanted one side with all the depths that we got into and in, in exploring these characters and the, these stories with Vox Machina, I felt comfortable enough to go. You know what? Let's try delving a little more into the ideas of relative morality mm. and uh, you know various government bodies that uh, do things that can be perceived both good and bad, depending on which side of that you're on, and to me, I, just, I wanted to, to explore that as, as a unique, different flavor and to bring a little more of uh, that gray area into the, the moral story, uh, in contrast to the last campaign. So as to being so much like, you know, we're good, this is evil, good must prevail. And yeah. there'll be aspects of that no matter how you play the game, usually. Um, but I wanted there to be a little more of that, that spectrum in the middle of where the players could play and ask questions of each other, ask questions of themselves. And uh, maybe come out of this whole story with a little more empathy and interest in seeing things from all sides, from you know learning what you can from all perspectives, and then make your judgments based on the information you have.
1: That's a really, really great way to describe the moral vibe of Campaign
5: One versus Two. Yeah,
3: it's also poignant.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very poignant. Well, I you know. I like to explore themes I think that are important for us to explore as human beings, too. Agreed, yeah. Um, part, of, part of what makes role-playing games so great is it gives you that opportunity to, to step into these other stories, other worlds, other characters' shoes, and, and get to know your real world a little better by playing and existing in a safe, you know, not real world.
2: And getting to know yourself better, too. Yeah,
5: very exactly. much so, very Ryan much knows so. And at the table with you.
2: hmm. It's a shame you all don't like each other so much.
5: Oh, you know, it's a problem. We're <laughs> working on it.
1: I um Max is holding up a sign that just says, I'm going to Arby's. So I guess we have to give me
2: some curly first. I guess
1: we have to wrap up for the night. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, I
3: cheese sauce.
1: That's all the time we have for tonight, folks. Stick around for talks Marking After Dog. That's like good poor
3: D. Oh, yeah, buddy, yeah. Sleepy oh, the whole
1: episode. I know, sleepy. he was so
3: nippy. Alpha Dog. Oh, That's a good movie, too. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yay.
1: Yeah. huh? Justin Timberlake is in that movie Steve. yes. Yes, uh, I would like to thank awesome. Matt. Southland Tales. It, Southland is Tales one? is great. That movie is. It's so bad, but I love so it. So bad. It uh, Richard uh, the guy who did Donnie Darko did it. Yeah, um, Richard oh, yeah. E. Grant is that it? That was oh no. Anyway, Southland Tales continue. is something else. It's something yeah. else. I'll tell you what: if you happen to grab a brownie from the wrong plate one night, rent yourself Southland Tales, <laughs> yes! and you will have a good time. That's <laughs> episode forty-nine airs this Thursday. Till then, don't forget to love each other. Don't worry, it's almost Thursday. Beers.
5: I dreamed you a dream now. of time and This is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. You've made tiny Ford really uncomfortable.
2: Oh. Mm,
1: come to me, Ford.
5: Hey, put it on Ford. Wait, let me move my um, champagne.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Oh no! Hey guys! <laughs> no!
5: I brought nachos. I hate no, it. No, not that voice. <laughs>
3: Mask of many faces. <laughs>
5: That is
1: terrifying. Oh, God. He's right behind me. <laughs> Anyways.
2: Don't like it.
1: Five minutes a week, Zach gets to have fun.
2: <laughs> That's We're it, so though. thankful.
1: Um, let's see, uh, Bird's <laughs> Butt. We've all got him. I mean. <laughs> Who was the most unexpected guest you met on the art show? <laughs>
3: Oh, on the art, on the good old
1: art Most show. Well, expected unexpected guest. Uh, we knew
2: who was coming.
1: We knew who was coming, and we had a lot of great friends show up. In addition to all of the amazing artists, we had uh, Satine was there. TJ Storm was there. Yeah, it was great yeah. To see TJ. Sam Regal showed up
3: for <laughs> once. I mean, Andrea Towers. Andrea Towers was, Andrea there. Towers was, was in town. Yeah, I think the one. Babs! Are- Babs. Babs.
1: Babs.
3: Pub draw tomorrow. Pub draw. Um, I think Amira. Mm-hmm. Coming in from yep. Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Oh my God!
1: She it was so great was to meet Amira. Sweetest. She was
3: the best. So glad she could
5: make it. Wow.
3: I loved her fashion. That was mm-hmm. a flight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joma coming in from Philippines. Yep. Kyle. I think- mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. I love Kyle.
1: Elaine. Kendra. Everybody was here.
3: It was amazing. Everybody
1: was, was here. There's a, a lot of really Nikki, great
3: people.
5: And everyone who couldn't be here, we, we missed you terribly, oh, we missed but we had it. you there in our hearts Shit, and we'll have, we'll have future chances, hopefully, to, to shake hands and hug in person.
2: One of these days, I'll get to hug my sleepy Jane. I
5: know. Oh, sleepy yeah. Jane.
1: Oh, we love sleepy Dream. Jane. Uh, Rachel, I got to meet, who did the cabbage uh, yes. portrait thing. <laughs> yes. You fuckers. That was one of the biggest pieces in the goddamn <laughs> room. Does, I saw that and I'm like, oh no, there's people. The best part about it though was right in front of the art was a giant trash can. That was the bag. Yep. <laughs> and all of the fans and the artists were all like, "Hey, the trash cans in the perfect place." Isn't it? I'm like, "Yep. <laughs> yep, perfect." Oh man.
3: So good.
1: <laughs> uh this question's really funny. This is C D eighty eight. Which member, Danny, you can answer this too. Which member of the Mighty Nine do you think would be most likely to pull a card from a deck of many things?
3: Jester Jester.
5: Jester, Agreed. Easily. I, yep.
1: Easily.
2: Maybe not.
3: Which actually. is so
1: ironic because of how much shit Laura gave Travis the oh, last right? campaign. Yeah. yeah. That now she's playing the character that would most likely.
2: Yeah. I think knot would be the second one. I think Jester yeah. and the knot. I think Bo would do it if somebody was like, "Bo, you'd never do that."
3: Yeah, if, if like, Bo was tempted. You. yeah,
2: if <laughs> Bo was dared, she yeah. would do it for sure. Oh, Bo's too scared to pull one out of that. You would, you'd never yeah. do it. Not up
3: front. <laughs> <laughs> Not up front. I'd have to that wait. That's so scary. I'd have to wait.
2: It's oh. the worst thing that's ever been existed. That deck gives me nightmares. I know. It's awful.
5: Man, yeah. I'm proud, I'm proud <laughs> that I introduced it. As much as I said I'd never introduce you said it, said
3: he would never introduce it.
5: And I and I agree. No one should ever introduce it. But if you do, give it terrible things can happen yeah. to your campaign. Terrible things. And we got off pretty easy, actually. Yeah. Like the void card's pretty terrible, but we got like a one shot out of it, and they were the high enough level where they could retrieve is the it. The one
2: that scares the crap out of me. Which one's that? The mm. one where like someone from someone from your past, like. Turns on you yes. and like hunt and like wants to hunt you down. Yeah, and kill you. Oh, that happens to
1: me like every <laughs> three months. <laughs> what well, so, happens to me,
2: Brian? So it scares me.
1: I don't need to draw from a deck from people. Someone from my pit. Pe- Where have you been? Where did you go? <laughs> if you took a poop over there, Steve's going to be really unhappy.
4: <laughs> just <laughs> oh,
1: Steve, though. Oh, uh, <laughs> or- <laughs> <laughs> look at him. face, oh, buddy. That's a big one. Look at the face. That's a big Oh, oh big ol' yawns, yeah, like Big ol' yawns. Let me just make sure. <laughs> there we go. Um, Rush2049 wants to know. Uh, Rush, great band, right?
2: Ben Jammin's favorite band. Sure. Whose favorite Wait, band? Is that true? We make fun of Ben Vanderfluid all the time for
1: his ben, Oh Rush <laughs> is Ben's favorite. okay, our, our brand manager, Ben true? Vanderfluid. Yeah. His oh, favorite band yep. is Rush. Yep. He said, I
5: love the vocals. That's mm, I I had a, I had an extensive conversation with Matt Covell about Rush, because Covel loves oh, Rush ben too. Band. Okay. And like and I appreciate I appreciate the songwriting mm-hmm. and some of the musical aspects of it. Um, I can't get into the vocals, and it's just not for me. I I respect it, but it's just not for me. I grew up a drummer, so Neil
1: Peart, that's how it's pronounced, amazing.
5: Sure.
1: Vocals are pretty rough. Not to say that, you know, not talented, but um, yeah. I'm more of a dream theater guy myself. (laughs) You guys like dream theater? You fuck with dream theater? (laughs) Steve, what are you laughing about? dream theater? I love dream theater. Anybody else? Zach? Chris? Chris gets down with some dream theater, go, man. Scenes from a memory. You guys, on, the, on your way to Taco Bell tonight. Dream theater.
3: Pull up some okay. dream theater. There you okay. go.
1: Sunny Day Real Estate. Mm. T- rush twenty forty nine. does, does uh, critical oh, yeah, role affect your relationship with each other for good, for bad, for evil?
3: Does critical role of our, our relationship see. or our it relationship says, like, at a greater whole?
1: Relationship with each other for good, for bad, for evil for good and for let me say this. I, I... I will say this. Let's take it let's look at the whole family. Let's look at the entire family. Okay.
4: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um I like I just mentioned, I grew up in bands and a musician and traveling and, and right. doing that sort of a thing. Uh you fight all the time. You love each other, you fight all the time, but like it's a it's like that contentious relationship and like that something. we don't really do that. Like, no, there's yeah, not, not really, really a lot of, everybody w- understands each other, and but we understand each other's intentions so well that where others might misconstrue something, you know, that don't know each other as well, we go like, oh, I know why he
5: said that, or why she did that, or whatever else, and there's so much grace yeah. and understanding. I've been so scared of that the entire time, like yeah. for the ver- like when, because this was just like our home game, and, then, and we all became so close through that, and then when it became a show, that began to actually get a following. It was like, oh, okay, this there's now like pressure on, on where this is going. It's growing, whether or not we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. And we've just been playing catch up this whole time. And then we, had to start a company just to even like organize it. And every step is like this huge scary moment of going like, okay, mm-hmm. we're having to take another step into business with our friends, and that, doesn't always go well at all. Right. And so yeah, it's been a, it's been a big fear this entire time. But we've all been very about, pardon me. Checking in with each other, checking in all the time, and yeah. making sure that we, we're all, like, know where we're standing, what we're doing, what our responsibilities are, and I'm I'm really proud of us. Yeah, that we're that here we are, and yeah, we, we we don't. Whenever there's any sort of of miscommunication or contention, we talk it out immediately, mm-hmm. and and I I think I think we're on the right path if that's how things are going. Yeah. And people like working here, right, Danny? What? Max?
4: <laughs>
1: Steve? Don't, it's a show, <laughs> you can't use hand gestures. You have to, there's no, okay, one more time. One more time, what, what, what did you say? Okay, there we go, there we go. Steve, Phalo's our director of photography, master, yes. master of sass. <laughs> that's it. That's all the time we have. Oh. We got to go. You guys got to go to Taco Ball and then get some sleep. Yeah, yeah. that's the plan. Exactly. I got to pay some parking tickets.
3: Mm. And the weird
1: thing is, those. they're not mine. That's very
5: altruistic.
3: Yeah, me? but I was going to say, how charitable.
1: I mean, someone left them on my car, but they're not mine. <laughs> Henry. People do, <laughs> oh yeah, <It> says, <laughs> yeah. I've got warrants. I wonder if you yeah, can actually make him talk. I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to, uh, Oh no, we'll leave it alone. Yeah, for now. We'll see you next week, my friends. I'm excited for this Thursday's episode. I'm excited to make sure Sam fulfills his commitment to come on the show next week. Mm -hmm. in his
2: calendar, I watched him do it.
1: Fans, critters, friends, at Sam Regal on Twitter. Go to his most recent Instagram picture, A, report it, (laughs) <laughs> but before you do, leave a comment that says you better show up to talks on Tuesday, and tweet him and say you better show up on talks next week.
3: Yeah, hold him accountable.
1: Hold him accountable. Pure right. pressure. We love you guys.
3: I love, love pure you. pressure. Yes. Ready, go for a walk, can we?
1: You want to go home?
3: We're going to go home, buddy. buddy.
1: No. Bloop. No. <laughs> Just a plop. Yeah, he's
3: fancy feet. Yep. Oh, fancy buddy. Feet.
1: Good night, friends. We love you all. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tox Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Critical Role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022.